First off, wave check. Wave check. No waves. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Mark Monroe, and this is season two of The Breakdown. Go ahead. Cue that intro. It's time to take a deeper look. See what's on the horizon. Check if the earn is out or underperform the guidance. The good companies always striving for innovation. While the bad, short-sighted, often get complacent. But we plan for the future and look for action to take now. So gather around. It's time for the breakdown. We're now in the midst of the middle of 2021. And some of you have either wanted to buy a car. You wanted to buy the latest tech, bleeding edge technology. Uh, you know, a tablet, a phone, whatever you may have. And for some reason, things just aren't coming out as fast as they used to. And so we're going to do a quick breakdown of why did that happen? What are the, what was the cause for it? Giving a little bit of explanation behind it. And of course, you know how we're going to do it. In season two, we got to give you a little something new. So in this season, not only will we give you a breakdown, but we'll also look at who are the players are, what are they doing, as well as going a little bit more in depth as it pertains to some of the subject matter, so that way you can become a better subject matter expert. So when we think about this global chip supply shortage, right? How did it happen? Well, before 2020, before the pandemic, so if you're watching this in, you know, years later, just know that, you know, we made it out. There was a pandemic that took place and it caused a little bit of issues, especially one specific issue on the global supply chain. And with that global supply chain, we saw a massive amount of chips that were literally being fulfilled because of the fact that you had folks that were working from home. You had a wider demand of technology, though, that people normally had this technology at their office spaces. It was going to change because they had to go from their office to now bringing some of that bleeding edge tech or some of that technology into their own homes. So which forced companies to have to buy uh, to utilize that for office spaces. You also saw the same thing as it pertains to manufacturing shutting down. So when we had workplaces shut down due to say, for example, spikes in COVID-19 or in outbreaks, then essentially what took place was we had cuts in manufacturing. And when you see things that cut in manufacturing as it pertains to nothing being manufactured at the time being, then that also hurts the global supply chain because demand never left. If anything, demand significantly started to spike. So when demand spikes, but yet the supply is low, then that's essentially telling you that we're getting ready to run into some bottlenecks. And oh baby, did we run into some bottlenecks. Now, some of you are like saying, well, Mark, this is not really very much of a big deal. Contraire, it is very much so a big deal. So let's do a quick breakdown of some of the things in which that we look at that, for example, utilize chips. Of course, we look at the first thing, which is AKA your phones. I mean, there is probably not just one chip in here, there's multiple chips. So inside this iPhone, there's probably about maybe four different chips. There's an accelerometer chip. There's the processor chip which also has the graphics power chip. There's also Bluetooth and also say, for example, Apple's A1 chip, in which that it allows you to be able to connect to other devices seamlessly within the Apple ecosystem. Then on top of that, there's also chips for the sensor with the cameras. So you start to notice that there's a lot of chip stuff that's actually being built into such a small little device, which that's just one device. Now let's, Let's also take into consideration this Oculus. Now, some of you are like, okay, Mark, I get it. Oculus, you know, it shows me VR and everything else. 
but it does take processing power, graphical power, as well as, say, for example, some machine learning AI stuff. So that way it could process, say, for example, spatial, the cameras that are able to also recognize where you're at. We have my other good friend here, which this really speaks on behalf of a lot of the things in which that take place. Here we have a motherboard that ultimately is, that's pretty much the central front of the, of the machine. We also have RAM that also stores in, say for example, short-term memory. We have the processor that's sitting beneath this. And on top of that, we have, say, underneath the, the water cooler, which is your CPU, which is pretty much the brain of the computer. Then we also have the graphics card, which does a lot of the graphics processing to produce video, video games, also architectural drawings, you name it. If you can kind of get an idea, you can kind of start seeing that there's a lot of technology that's being built in. And some of the same things that are outside of this computer, we see the same things in, say, for example, cars. For example, when you think about infotainment system, when you think about full self-driving or autopilot, when you think about, say, for example, you know, emergency braking, all those things, those all require chips to be able to do the processing to essentially make the car work. Then on top of that, we also have to deal with things, say, for example, in larger manufacturing. Think about, say, for example, airplanes. Think about, say, for example, stuff that moves things on an industrial uh, perspective, like, for example, Caterpillar. So a lot of things today are built with chips. So when you think about such a spike in demand, especially now that we're starting to see a major transformation, within the auto industry where a lot of auto industry makers are now starting to move from traditional internal combustion engines, but going more so towards, say for example, electric vehicles, there's a lot of processing, there's a lot of chip making that's gonna need to take place because not only do you bring in a whole new wave of how the process of something is being manufactured, but also those cars are gonna have to think different. Like, for example, to be able to tell you that essentially, hey, that I'm at a full charge or that I need to get to a charge, the, the timing and distance and everything else. So when you really start to put all those pieces together, right, you start to see that, OK, hey, we're seeing a massive shift on one side where we're getting ready to go through a major revolution of just new technology uh, that is quite revolutionary. Then on the other side, we have legacy tech that's also making its iterations and upgrades. So now it started to put a damper on companies like, for example, your foundries. So what is a foundry? A foundry is a place where a chip uh, process is literally designed. So who are some of those foundries? You have Taiwanese Semiconductor, AKA TSM. You also have, say for example, Samsung, that's based out of Korea. TSM is based out of Taiwan, clearly. And then on top of that, you also have Intel, which is based right here in the United States. And you also have SMIC, and a few other companies. So you have all these different chip makers that are essentially like that do the design process where they've gotten so bogged down. So one of the most popular foundries or chip makers that we know of that does the design process is TSM. So if we look at TSM's business, TSM's business went from 2019 where Apple has consistently remained their number one customer, but where they take up probably 25, 24% of its business in 2019, here in 2021, we're seeing that essentially that the business makes it, Apple's business makes up about almost 30%. So that's letting you know that they're doing a huge ramp up as it pertains to devices and everything else from wearables to also supposedly a car, you name it. 
That's the number one customer. But then we also have something else. We also have, say, for example, chip makers like AMD. Now, AMD has been on a major tear where they've like literally disrupted the entire legacy system as it pertains to CPUs and graphics cards alongside its competitor, NVIDIA. But at the same token, notice some of the things that we also saw there. We also saw some bottlenecks. For example, the rise of cryptocurrency mining. When you're using cryptocurrency mining, you're not really using the CPU chip. You're actually using this graphics card. You know what? Let's go a little bit more further in depth, shall we? Here is a computer, well, without the CPU. But let's just do a quick little further in-depth breakdown, shall we? So this is considered a graphics card. This graphics card is made by not AMD, but NVIDIA. Here's the interesting thing about it. See how many chips that there are? How many like components that there are on this card? And this is actually typically more powerful than a CPU chip. But think about it, when these things hit the market, they sold out globally within under 15 minutes. Why? You had cryptocurrency mining, you had gamers, you had folks that are within the graphic design space. Everybody wanted the newest bleeding edge tech because they knew what it could bring to the table. You know, and then at the same token, we saw this thing kind of like it was supposed to be at a sale value of $1,500. These things at the height of the pandemic got all the way up to almost $3,200 in price. So for example, if you were looking to buy this, you were going to be spending about $3,200 all the way up to five grand just for this thing, not the computer, just for the graphics card. So it goes to show you that it also created some inflationary uh, pricing because of the fact that the demand was so high, but yet the supply was so low. But then we also have this, which is considered RAM, random access memory. Now this has been around since the beginning of time and we just keep building like more and getting better in our process. But this is what's used for most computers when you load up a machine and essentially, hey, now the, the program is running nine times out of 10 temporarily, it's running on this thing and a combination of these things all combined. So these things also were in very high demand and they normally range for, depending on the size, they typically range anywhere from hundred bucks all the way up to 500 bucks. But when we saw that the inflationary prices started to hit due to a lack of components and supply, then these things started opening up a price target of about 175, actually really starting at 215 bucks for about 32 gigs of RAM. So let that sink in when the average machine is about 16 gigs and that was even expensive. So now you're asking, all right, Mark, what does all this mean? Like, what does this mean for me? And what does this mean for my portfolio? Well, as, as you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but what I can give you is just a little bit of industry insight. Will this last forever? Keyword, no. This will not last forever. This will ultimately take place for a short period of time, just like inflationary is temporary and transitory. So are supply chain and logistics issues. But essentially those things all tend to play a role when we start looking at supply chain. All in all, will it get better? Yes. Will it come back to a form of normalcy? Yes, we will get there. When will we get there? My projection is, is that we'll probably start to see some of these bottlenecks start to release around, let's say mid to late 2022, but really you'll start to see them subside around 2023. And why does that happen? Because after a while, when everybody has been acquiring the bottle, the, the bleeding edge tech, 
sooner or later, the supply starts to get higher. And then ultimately, as the demand increases, they start to build up supply on a backlog. During 2020, we saw a lot of these companies, whether AMD, NVIDIA, um, also say, for example, even the devices like, for example, Apple devices. When we also look at other things like, for example, Oculus, Nintendo Switches, you name it, PlayStation 5s, Xboxes. We all we all saw those things literally go down significantly and there was not enough supply to feed everybody or to give to everybody. But as we start to see that those things subside, then you'll start to see that their supply will build. And then from there, you'll start to see that those prices come back to a form of normalcy. As of right now, we're starting to see that prices across the board, whether in graphics cards or CPU chips, those are starting to rise. Now, I mentioned something a little bit earlier about the audio auto industry. Now, what has happened to the auto industry? Because that's a very interesting subject within itself. Well, look at Toyota, look at Ford, look at GM, and you can even look at Tesla. So given in the sense that Tesla kind of had a better process because they were already there on the chip supply side, they kind of had a better deal. But when we look at Toyota, Toyota has cut 40% of its overall production. And we probably suspect that there may be some more production hits that may hit Toyota. And we've already seen it hit companies like GM, where they've had to cut back on, say, for example, their target goals. And we've definitely seen that on Ford, where they've literally had complete factories shut down because they just didn't have the supply. So it goes to show you that these things are major. Now, you all, you all know that Tesla is my favorite company in the world. And so one of the things that we've seen happen with Tesla is the fact that they are still continuing in their manufacturing process. But what they're doing is a lot of these vehicles are sitting right there on the lots at their factories while they're waiting for, say, for example, those chips to be supplied. So it's kind of like they're building the shell of the vehicle, which is continuing the process. But then at the same token, the vehicles are still sitting there waiting because of the fact that the chips still have to make their way inside the vehicle. And that's just kind of like what we're going to see for over the probably the next six months to 12 months. How do you, how does this impact your portfolio? I would probably say look towards companies that stand to do still well and also that are going to have a lot of pent up demand even as we go through these bottlenecks of the chip supply shortage. So for example, if you're looking at companies like AMD and Nvidia, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of bottleneck there. There's going to be a lot of devices and everything else. Like for example, AMD has found out ways to work with not only just TSM, but they just recently partnered up also with a company called Samsung. Remember that company that I talked about before? You know, they're known for making these wonderful phones that compete against Apple iPhones, but then they also make other devices, like for example, their, you know, menu, their, their washer, dryer, refrigerators. AMD's chip will now start to go inside Samsung phones and Samsung tablets. Why? Well, that's advantage a company like Samsung. Why? Because if you think about Samsung, they make their own chips, but a lot of their chips aren't able to be sold everywhere. Why? Because they're not they're not allowed, which means that they tend to have in the past. They've had to work with a company like Qualcomm, another major player within the space. But now if you take an AMD and put it into a Samsung chip and we know how many phones sell within Samsung's ecosystem on a consistent basis year over year, that's a huge advantage for AMD. Then on top of that, another thing to pay attention to is look at the companies that are also in the process of being acquired or that are looking to become acquired or that are looking to merge. 
We saw these things play out with NVIDIA trying to acquire ARM and they're still going through that process. Same thing with AMD acquiring Xilinx and a few other players. So you're gonna see a little bit of that going forth because of the fact that people are just trying to improve their supply chain and logistics, not only just to handle the chip supply shortage, but to prepare themselves for after we come out of it and that way they can be at a place of scale. I know that we've just taken you through a total geek session as it pertains to tech and chips, and you may have to rewatch this video over and over, but don't worry, we'll drop some information down below in the description so that way you can also have some reading material just to check it out and get more further perspective. But until next time, I'm Mark Monroe, and this has been a breakdown, AKA your come up. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.